Good morning, 10.07. You're listening to News Radio 92.3. I'm Jenna Barr. I want to go ahead and first welcome, we had uh, Davis Wood on this morning. Yes. Well, oh my goodness. Now we have Chip Wood. The Wood Brothers. Well, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. It's, a, the it's Wood a father family. and son act. I was expecting Janet to pop in too and have just the well, whole family. I, we should have done that, actually. I should have, I should have had her come down and uh, then we could have just, you know, Everybody could have harassed have everybody a- in front of y'all. So <laughs> Harassment. Speaking of which, HR. <laughs> we don't yeah. do that. I was actually thinking, I was brushing my teeth and I was thinking about my, my morning and preparing my mind for Pensacola Expert Panel. And I call it my pep talk, the daily pep talk. And I was thinking like, wait, who does HR for Avalon HR? Is that still you, Stacy? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, she gets that that task also. I, that, don't, I don't know who I want to call if someone who's harassing me. You can call me. No. Uh, Thanks, Chip. <laughs> oh my goodness! You just we. I guess you. Uh, I don't even know who would you actually call. I feel like there should be a one eight hundred hotline for people just call and like be able to drop their complaints, like one eight hundred complaint box, and then leave it there. That way we don't we, have to talk about one we, another. We have other outlets. I mean, that we can. <laughs> Stacey's like, that's what they have me for. I am the complaint I, I, box. I am the complaint box. It's I am the good. 1-800 number. I always tell my kids the complaint box is full for today. You have to stop. Yeah, I can't hear it. It's usually she touched me and her elbow brushed my face. Like, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was interesting driving in this morning. I was listening to Davis and... Uh, uh, them talk about you know the safety and and the hurricanes mm-hmm. and what you should do and all that <laughs> well i already have my plan it's just head due north and then whatever <laughs> it's doing turn left and or right right that's right you're the opposite of storm chasers now yeah I can, yeah i can get chased out so <laughs> that's not a problem <laughs> and, and of i've course, ridden through i've ridden through a few of these things well yeah and it's not um after you do two or three uh, you don't want to get complacent with it because it's just not i mean it's just not even fun did you stay during ivan no we were not here during ivan okay so um but janet's parents were here mm. and uh they had this wonderful gazebo he had just had built in his backyard the next morning they haven't seen it since so yeah oh, it just boy. and that and they're above their house over in Gulf Breeze is about uh, about 15 to 18 feet above sea level. Wow. And that gazebo was just completely gone the next day. Just floated off somewhere. Gazebi. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty, Pretty much. much. I know. Yeah. We The kids still talk about watching their trampoline fly away during Sally. So, I mean, speaking of which, is, are there any things that you are doing as a PEO to prepare for hurricane season or to prepare your um whether it's local or other people in hurricane absolutely. areas absolutely we, we can uh i have the ability uh and and the uh, don Ryder has the ability also that um we we both have motorhomes and they're both set up and equipped for running payrolls remotely oh right. wow. and we equip all of our staff with the ability to work from home as well and that way, if we can't make it um, to the office, we are all fully functional from home and can be reached at home. When Sally happened, um, the office was without internet and phones, and most of us were somewhat displaced. 
Um, at my house, I did not have internet, but I could drive to Lowe's on Nine Mile, mm-hmm. and I had access to internet. So I would go to Lowe's at 8 a.m. and work for a while. I would go back at lunch and work for a while, and I would go back at 4 and work for a while for a couple of days um, just to be in contact with everyone, um, let them know that we were still running payrolls, people would still get paid, how to contact us if they needed us, and the whole team just kind of pitched in and stayed in just continuous contact with each other as to you know how not only we were doing personally but checking on our clients how were they doing did they need anything and ensuring everyone that their payrolls would continue that we were still there and And everything is secure yeah Uh, we even have remote servers so that's excellent you're Mm -hmm. extra prepared oh yeah well how many um businesses i don't think i've ever asked you are you currently serving or do you have a number on it um it's quite a few yeah that's it we don't don't specifically it's a lot because i know you serve across the united states yes yes we do that's a lot okay uh so we're able to continue to serve and be there for your businesses throughout hurricane season no, you don't miss a beat, you said. Nope. Well, that's good. Because, you I mean, that's one of the first things that I'm sure somebody who's waiting for a paycheck and you get paid, let's say, on Fridays and hurricane hits on Wednesday and they're still... You still, still want to get paid on Friday, yeah. regardless. Yeah. Exactly. And there, it isn't just this magical unicorn behind the scenes that makes that happen. No, you have to... There, there's several steps that go through, you know, like direct deposits are, are a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, and they've really helped out with a lot of people that, uh, um, you know, they're challenged in those areas of writing checks and having checking accounts and things like that. So we can just deposit money into someone's account. And, and if they do not have a bank account, we can issue them a debit card. And then we load all the money onto the debit card, their paycheck. And then they have a card that they can use wherever they go to use it. Okay. Very nice. Hey, I wanted to ask you a question. If you have a question as well for Chipper Stacy with Avalon HR, 850-437-1620, or you can go to avalonhr.com for more information. Um, what are some things right now with this financial climate that we're in with inflation and gas prices? Are you talking to businesses about whether it's their bank accounts, their finances, their budgets, or are any of the businesses that you're working with coming to you as their PEO and saying, Hey, how can you help us, you know, save more money and, and, and not cut corners, but cut out unnecessary spending. Well, a lot of a lot of companies are. They're they're all looking at ways to save money on their taxes and and, and payroll taxes right. and payroll and and yet at the same time they're worrying about saving money on on payroll. They're trying to hire people, so that's almost a contradiction. But of course, uh, but it's a necessary thing that's going on, and and um, uh, unfortunately. We, we find that a lot of businesses right now just keep rolling into new help. They're just trying to find new help, new help. When Stacy and I leave here today, we're going to a business and, and discuss uh, health, health plans with uh, a, a business that's been in existence. Gosh, they've been a client of ours for maybe eight, nine years now. And, uh, but they see the opportunity now to offer health plans to their employees because they're trying to attract better employees yeah, and retain the employees it, that they correct. do attract so that's a, a lot of things that we can help with turnover is expensive hiring new employees is expensive that's correct making mistakes on a payroll is expensive not mm. filing your state 
taxes timely is very expensive. (laughs) Um, Losing unemployment claims, not managing a workers' comp claim is expensive. And those are some of the best ways to control cost on a large scale that you don't think of outside of your day-to-day cost. There's not a lot to do. You you can't control um, FPL's rates right now. Um, Everybody has to run the air conditioning or your employees are going to just flat drop out when it's over 100 degrees. There's not a lot you can do about that, but you need to look at the bigger picture. Um, And we can help you with that bigger picture. Uh, We can manage those work comp claims for you. I went to court the other day and successfully um, won a case that would have ended up costing us and the client between three hundred and five hundred thousand dollars had we not won that case that's a substantial amount of money yeah but because we had our documentation together and could pretty much you know refute everything that this person said it went fairly smoothly smoothly the judge ruled in our favor it's done she gets nothing and we save the client that money. Yeah. Um, same with unemployment claims. You know, they they allow a certain margin before they the state comes back and says, "You've paid out this many claims. We're upping your unemployment rate," and that gets charged directly back to you. And so we can help manage that in fighting those claims with the proper documentation. Just showing a lot of clients don't even show up to fight them if they're on their own they're like wait i have to respond to this i actually have to attend these hearings yes you do that's a huge thing and then taking the time to invest i had a client call me the other day and said hey you know i like chip said i need to hold on to these people i need to attract better people and i need to keep them you know what are the benefits you offer and what are the costs mm-hmm. and he was actually surprised at how reasonable that some of these offerings were and he's like that's it that that's it that's all that it's going to cost me yes it is and then there's some tax benefits to the employer right. for offering these things and so we we have a, a variety of things that we can offer you you don't have to take them all you can take what works for your business and your budget and we can put that in place we'll manage it for you we'll you you literally just have to say this is what I want to do this is what I can do and then we take over the administration and the management of all those products from that point forward you just kind of step back and just watch your employees smile know they're taken care of and you've got that buy-in from them you've got something that keeps them with you and they're not as you know likely to just up and leave for something better because you're giving them the things that they need right there where they're at well, nowadays, you talk to somebody and health benefits is kind of almost a make or break situation in their workplace. Yes, that between health programs and HR, that's pretty much the focus of businesses now. Um, obviously, selling their product, whatever that product may be. But it used to be when I first got into this business 20 years ago, um, it, the, the whole thing was on workers' comp. Everybody was looking for work because workers' comp at that point was so, so expensive. I'm talking about roofers, for an example. Uh, roofers today are relatively cheap on the workers' comp end. When I first got into this, $51 for every $100 was for workers' comp. And, I mean, that's just, you know, it's almost so, not feasible. I mean, it's not realistic yeah. for most businesses. And, and, and so then the state of Florida started reducing the rates on workers' comp and, and really got into the um, uh, 
carriers to reduce their rates, and they went to NCCI, which is the National Council for Compensation Insurance, and uh, made sure that they kind of went along with the program. And so everybody was, uh, you know, now things are livable in that world. So now things have shifted to health insurance, which has not been very livable. It is not. <laughs> and uh, uh, they've come out with these programs where uh, you can go through the marketplace and get your health insurance, and that's all fine. And then there are subsidies that the government will give these people for using the marketplace. That's really not so fine because a lot of these people find out come tax time that all that is taxable income that they got on those subsidies. So now they have to worry about that. I There's so many things that are circling around. You ever see... <laughs> Okay. It's well, like they're Stacey, vultures. Stacey, <laughs> do you remember in the movie Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which I've seen because yes. of my kids, and all the food's like floating in the air, and it's starting to, you know, it's like, what? Which, where do we go first? What do we choose first? What spot, you know, is it going to hit sure. us? Are we going to go for the meatballs? Are we going to go for the hot dog? I feel like that's a lot in businesses. It's all this is floating around in the atmosphere to deal with. And like, which, which one do we choose? Well, that's why you have the PEO to help you settle all that out, iron it all out, make the right choice for you. Right. right. Ex that's exactly it. Like I said, we can, you know, show you a, a menu of options. We can pull those hot dogs and meatballs out of the sky, put them on paper <laughs> and say, you know, here is your menu. You know, do you want to offer meatballs, hot dogs and hamburgers, or does just the meatballs work for, you know, your business? And you know, I said, we'll work with you. I've got a client right now. We've been going back and forth for a couple of weeks, you know, and well, what would it look like if I did this? So, you know, we, we rework it, we send it over and he looks at it and, and then he's like, well, maybe I could also do this. What would it look like if I added this? You know, so we're working back and forth to find just what fits and works for him. And, you know, we will do that for all of our clients. We want something that truly works for your business, is going to work for your employees. And if we start something now and, you know, six from six months from now, you're like, hey, you know, can I go back and add those hamburgers to the menu too? Absolutely, we can certainly do that. So, you know, as your business improves and you're retaining those employees and, and things are working, then we can add to that menu as we go along. It's never a problem to do that. Yeah, sometimes it is better to start small, though. I mean, especially smaller businesses, of course. You know, you're not going in there and just adding everything into the cart. It is good to get to know, and that's what you do. You talk to the business. This is what your budget is, I guess, first, right? This is how many employees you have, so you're not going to choose something that, you know, Google would use for their employees, right? That not going to go with those yeah, kind that of packages. Yeah, that, that kind of reminds me of, of the story. We've talked about it before um, briefly about a client we – Oh, I took on maybe, I don't know, six, seven years ago, and it started out as a one-man operation. He was living out of his car, yes. and now they have so almost 50 employees, and they're just doing head over tail. I mean, it's just unbelievable the business they're doing. So That's encouraging to never give up on your dreams, please. Well, that's it, and that's what his was, was a, was a, was a dream. I lived in my car, and I, I, haven't, I haven't, you know, retained that many employees yet. <laughs> I don't have one. I have my dog. Yeah, but you have a nice car. <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, I like my car. But, like, you know, I just feel like I, I, I think that's a good reminder. Just because you're in one situation doesn't mean that you won't ever hit your dreams. And also the fact that he reached out and asked for help. Yeah, he did. And and it was an interesting uh, way it all came about. But, but we've worked with him over the years and just watched this business go from – 
nothing to something. <laughs> I mean, it's just incredible. It's actually incredible, his business. And uh, unfortunately, I can't discuss it. But, of course. Um, and a lot of their business is really almost top secret, I guess you'd have it to is. say. It is. It's uh, very confidential, It's um, but it's super fun. It's very different. Um, it's, it's a very niche kind of product. Uh, but the explosion um, for his his stuff is just incredible. And so when we say we work with a, a wide variety of um, businesses, we, we truly mean it. I mean, we, we have healthcare clients. We have um, automotive um, marine clients. We have industrial clients. We just pretty much construction. construction. Yeah, you I mean, you we, name it. We, we touch, and I've said this before also, that's one of the things I really like about this industry is the fact that every day being in sales, I can I can look at different types of businesses and um, not every business is a fit for a PEO. And sometimes I have to tell people that that's just not a fit. Um, but then sometimes I can say, this is a no-brainer for you. <laughs> this is this is something you really need to be doing because you you're trying to juggle too many balls and you're not really doing a good job of that. So and and don't ever people often I think to underestimate what a PEO can do. We have a relatively new client and they are bidding on a new contract and they called me yesterday and had a question and it was a very easy question but they were absolutely terrified that we were going to say oh no we can't do that as a PEO Mm -hmm. and they thought that even if we said yes the process was going to be very difficult and you know cumbersome and I was like no that's not a problem you know it's just basically three things that we need to do and we'll make that happen and they were shocked they're like that's it that's all we need to do to make this happen and we can do this absolutely it's not a problem at all and so don't ever think that what you're asking is too much or impossible because I'd say eight out of ten times it's first probably easier than you think it is to make happen and then those other two times it's probably still doable we just may have to do a little research or work to make it happen which but we have the capabilities do. of doing that a lot easier. And let's let's say the the owner of a business, he he's more focused on his widget or whatever he's trying to to sell or whatever. And we are in the uh, uh, the expertise of knowing different states and how different right. states operate. And believe me, every state is different. I know America. Every state is different. It is good, though, because we've got a lot of choices. You don't like this one. Get out of here. No, I'm just That's it. <laughs> yeah, pick another one. That's it. It's the beauty of the of freedom in our country, too, and knowing, hey, if this state, you know, this area isn't uh, more open to the business that you want to start, well, there's other yeah. cities in America that are moving in that direction. Well, right now I see a lot of um, pop-up shops that sure. are becoming a trend. Do you know what I'm yep, talking about? Absolutely. And they go to markets or they They're set up around here today and town. not there tomorrow. Yeah, or they travel all over the southeast or whatever it is. You're seeing a lot more of that, but then they start growing. And you're like, whoa, they went from just a tiny little pop-up trailer to now they've got a brick-and-mortar location, and now they're starting another one. And so you see that where, okay, you start little, and then you might get too big for your britches, and then you need that extra help. And sometimes you need it right from the beginning in order to go, I have this dream. 
I want to sell t-shirts with a dog on it. And I know everybody wants to buy a t-shirt with a dog on it. So please help me start this business to sell t-shirts with you dogs know, on it. One of the, one of the things that talking about pop-up businesses, if you stop and think about it, food trucks. Yep. Those are nothing more than pop-up restaurants. Exactly. This, where do you want me? And they're so trendy right now. Yeah. Everybody will eat a taco out of a, the back of a truck these days i had a friend of mine in tampa that left tampa and he was the general manager uh of a, of a big 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 restaurant uh, the palm and uh he left there to open his own restaurant and eventually ended up by opening up a, a series of food trucks in boston to and to this day he still has those food trucks because he found his passion and that way you don't have I don't like the scenery out this window today. I'm going to change my scenery and go here tomorrow. Yeah. And he does that. He's got like eight different spots that he just drifts around from, one of them at night and then the rest of them during the day. I think that's so fun. And and, and, and he does. He has fun doing beach. it. Margarita trucks. Well, you'd have a problem with what? liquor licenses there. So. That is a great idea. <laughs> yeah. We'll keep that one in the back of our pockets for later. <laughs> yeah. There you hey, go. I mean, there's probably a pressing need for it. Let well, me tell you. Well, we just you. gave somebody an idea. They're going to make a million off of it. I'm sure. And we're, we're, we're going to still discuss it. If it so. were feasible and doable in Pensacola right this minute, someone will be doing it. Some, I'm sure there's some. Oh, yeah. Well, there again, but that. it's back to what we know versus what they know. We know what the regulations usually are. Oh, yeah. And liquor licenses oh, that's, that's, are not in. Yeah. It, very whether cheap a, whether it's a 4cop or an srx or there's so many different levels sure i mean i knew a friend who had one in new jersey and she sold her liquor license for two hundred and seventy-five thousand sure. dollars. Oh, that's cheap. That's not uncommon. and i she was like get you know get this was 2010 yeah and we were still kind of in a recession time and people but yeah they, she was like i just need cash and somebody gave her cash for it i'm thinking well there's a deal a, a liquor license in florida just not to get on that subject but a liquor license in florida is like a commodity mm -hmm. you know if you own one you can sell it to Stacy, and Stacy could then sell it back to you, or what? You you can trade these this things around. This is a lunch around. table. Goodness. Oh yeah, you can just lease it to her. <laughs> I mean, you know. Hey, listen. So if you can do that, and you can drive around in that margarita truck and follow all the laws, reach out to Avalon HR. <laughs> call me. <laughs> yes, call Stacy and Chip first. 850-475-1555 with any questions about business or anything that you're unsure of. Give us a call. We'll help you out. No obligation. It doesn't cost to ask questions when it comes to Avalon HR, especially in this day and age. It, it's better to ask questions than to just leave it untouched. Don't, don't go off halfway because you'll end up halfway there. Words of wisdom, Chip Wood. What? Where's that coming from Listen, today? that was awesome. so wise. Oh, once in a while. <laughs> Thank you, Chip and Stacy. I appreciate y'all so you. much. AvalonHR.com for more information. Stay tuned. We've got a news update with Steve Taylor coming up next.